Okay, well, I think this is exciting. We get to talk about scripture today, and, and I love scripture, have always loved scripture, even as a child. Um, today we're going to be in Ephesians 2, if, the, if you want to turn to that in your Bibles. And uh, we're going to do about half the chapter. And this, what the, it speaks about here is where we were in the past, where we are now, and where we shall be in the future. And I'm just going to, we're going to just go through this verse by verse. And, and uh, starting with verse 1. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. This is speaking to us about spiritual death, to be disconnected from God, to not, uh, to not even know. I know when I was in the old man <laughs> that uh, I didn't know that I was dead. I didn't realize I needed a savior. And uh, so I think that, uh, but at the same time, God has his hand on us and he keeps bringing that calling card around and, and uh, uh, until we get it, you know. <laughs> and so then we're, in verse 2, where in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of power of the air, the spirit that thou worketh in the children of disobedience. Um, when we're in sin, we're walking according to the world, according to the culture of the world, and, and uh, our eyes aren't on God. And of course, when they speak of the prince of power of the air, they're talking about Satan, that he is the ruler of the world. And I like here how uh, it's representing dead people walking, you know. And uh, ever since man's or Adam's sin in the garden, we've been, re we've been disobedient children because we've been imputed that sin from Adam. And in verse 3, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Uh, right here, the, when the word conversation, it means, it means your behavior, your manner of life, your conduct. And, and from this scripture, I see that um, that they are that the body and mind are connected, and uh, people kind of think of sins of the flesh as being immoral or whatever, but they don't. They forget that sins are, can also be of the mind. And that's where that most sin originates there in our thoughts. And that, that's something that we need to work with. And children of wrath are those whose God wrath abides in them. Um, if you go to Romans 1, 8, 
it um, it says. Yeah, no, that's not the, oh, 118, I'm sorry. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness, unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. And then in John 336. John 3:36 He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life and he that believeth not on the Son shall not see life but the wrath of God abideth on him So when we're not walking in the spirit if when we're not believing Christians or born again Christians we're under that wrath losing my place here. Then we have verse 4. The God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Um, here it's showing us that it's God's love toward us and not our love for God, that, that is more important. Um, you can back that up also with uh, 1 John 4, 9 and 10. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be appropriation for our sins. And then we go on to verse, uh, verse 5. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace are you saved and uh, are being made alive and, and uh, being born again joins us with Christ and, jo and joins us with him in his resurrection. In verse 6, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I really like this verse because... If because of our position in Christ, we're potentially in heaven on the throne with him right now. Because he's in us and we're in him. And then verse 7. That in the ages to come, he might show us exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through, Jesus, through Christ Jesus. And... Here, the church is to be eternal to demonstrate God's grace, and that 
God's grace is going to be extended eternally. And uh, okay, for by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. And uh, here, Paul, he always says through faith. He doesn't say by faith because you're not, you're not saved by faith. You're saved through faith. And uh, it's, it's God's grace. And, and the thing that, oh, I'm going to run off into the next verse here. Uh, not of works, least any man should boast. That's verse 9. And it's like, when you don't earn your salvation. It's a free gift. Works is a fruit of salvation. God, yeah. I know many times I tried to work through, you know, my salvation. We all think we got to be a good person and we got to do all these good works. We need to be sinless. And I've seen people not go to the cross because... They didn't think they were good enough. And it doesn't matter if you're good enough. It doesn't matter how simple you are. When you go to that cross and you ask Christ to forgive you, to come into your heart, and you give your life over to him, he gives it to you. It's just, it's just an absolute free gift. And at that moment, he comes to reside in you. And then your life takes a total turn and uh, uh, he, te he starts teaching you immediately you know um, I was shocked as I went along how God would come and like an onion peel away the layers you know oh, you know sins that I didn't even realize were, were sin you know and uh, even uh, how he dealt with my mind that, you know, where that sin was originating. You know, my mind's a terrible place. It's incredibly evil. It just comes up with all sorts of weird thoughts and things and uh, <laughs> things that I have to deal with, you know. And uh, lately God has been using my mind to, uh, and, and this wild imagination in it and, uh, it kind of started out, it's like, well, put yourself in the place of these different people you read about in the Bible, you know. And so, you know, I put myself in their place, and there's no way I would behave in that way or go forward with the amount of faith that they went through. And uh, it, it, it it just come to uh, to... The point at one time, then I went to a concert, and uh, uh, I, I'm terrible with names of people. I don't uh, get into a lot of music and stuff, but I ended up at a concert, and it was a man who sings the song, Imagine. And anyway, and then I was in Revelations uh, studying, and, and I realized when the Lamb was before the throne of God, as slain, which mean he meant he had all his wounds from the cross on him that he was beaten and 
and torn down that uh, when we went to heaven, <laughs> and I imagined myself in heaven before this Christ uh, being whipped and crucified and unrecognizable, I couldn't look on him to know that my sinful nature had done this to another being. But then I imagined myself before the judgments of God, and I looked down, and here I'm in this white robe, totally forgiven and righteous before God because of the blood, because of that cross. And uh, I encourage everybody to come there. And uh, then we, um, and this is all by grace. And uh, then in verse 10 here we come, for we are his workmanship, and also that can be translated masterpiece, um, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in. And here it's showing us from salvation that then we're walking in the light and uh, that we are to walk in the ways of God. And verse 10, <coughs> excuse me, is a total turnaround and in contrast to verse 2 where we were children of disobedience, that we're, we've, we've turned the path. Uh, one thing as a Christian and as a child of God is uh, we're not supposed to hang on to that just for ourselves. We're to share it, to take it forward, and to give other people the good news of the gospel, that they too can be saved, that they can get rid of these burdens, you know, and it's, you know, and it can be discouraging sometimes because we go forward and we think that we're there, that it's our job to save them. That's not our job. Our job is we are a messenger. We're to deliver the message. The Holy Spirit will convict them. The Holy Spirit will lead them. And we are just to go around and just share the message that God has for everybody. He wants the, everybody to hear the gospel. He invites all. And uh, one of the things that uh, is helpful is like the, the Roman road to go into Romans when you're talking to other people. Um, we had hoped to, you know, have a pass out of some things, but uh, I can, uh, the Roman road it is verse uh, uh, you start out with um, um, that uh, with uh, Romans. The first thing is to let to show people that they need salvation, and to show them their sinful nature. And uh, Romans three twenty three three ten five twelve, and uh, you know and. Uh, to let them know what the cost of that sin is, Romans 6, 23. Um, 
for them to understand how could Christ take your place? And that, you know, that's Romans 5, 8. Also, John 3, 16 and Luke 23, 34 will help in, with that point. And uh, then they want, yeah, you know, then they, if they want to know how to be saved, go, go to Romans 10, 9 through 10. And uh, it's, it's, you know, to repent. Well, Matthew four seventeen says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Uh, and uh, let's see, I jotted down this. Second uh, Corinthians seven ten. Worldly sorrow is more like, okay, um, that when people truly re to repent means to turn around, uh, to change direction. So if you're in sin and you turn direction to living a righteous life, that's a that's a a, a change of direction. But uh, and so. Uh, but there, there's a sorrow with our sin and uh, a worldly, uh, so, there, there's a godly sorrow and a worldly sorrow. And the worldly sorrow is like a criminal who gets caught. He's sorry that he got caught, you know. Uh, but a godly sorrow, has, there's a deep remorse and a conviction that creates change in that life. And uh, it's the Holy Spirit that convicts. And, and, and John 16, 7 through 8 will uh, show you that. And uh, if they want to know if God heard them, Romans 10, 13, did he accept, and, and that he accepted them. And... Uh, Romans ten seventeen reminds us that faith comes by hearing. Uh, so to give away your faith, make sure that others hear about it. Thank you. Okay, well, I think this is exciting. We get to talk about scripture today and and I love scripture have always loved scripture even as a child um, today we're going to be in Ephesians 2 if the if you want to turn to that in your Bibles and uh, we're going to do about half the chapter and this, what the, it speaks about here is where we were in the past, where we are now, and where we shall be in the future. And I'm just gonna, we're going to just go through this verse by verse. And, and uh, starting with verse 1, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. This is speaking to us about spiritual death to be disconnected from God to not uh, to not even know I know when I was in the old man <laughs> that uh, I didn't know that I was dead I didn't realize 
I needed a savior. And uh, so I think that, uh, but at the same time, God has his hand on us and he keeps bringing that calling card around and, and uh, uh, until we get it, you know. <laughs> and so then we're, in verse two, wherein time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of power of the air, the spirit that thou worketh in the children of disobedience. Um, when we're in sin, we're walking according to the world, according to the culture of the world, and, and uh, our eyes aren't on God. And of course, when they speak of the prince of power of the air, they're talking about Satan, that he is the ruler of the world. And I like here how uh, it's representing dead people walking, you know. And uh, ever since man's or Adam's sin in the garden, we've been re we've been disobedient children because we've been imputed that sin from Adam. And in verse three, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Uh, right here, the, when the word conversation, it means, it means your behavior, your manner of life, your conduct. And, and from this scripture, I see that... Um, that they are that the body and mind are connected and uh people kind of think of sins of the flesh as being immoral or whatever but they don't they forget that sins are, can also be of the mind and that's where that most sin originates there in our thoughts and that that's something that we need to work with and children of wrath are those whose God wrath abides in them. Um, if you go to Romans 1, 8. It, um, it says... That's not the... Oh, 1, 18, I'm sorry. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness, unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. And then in John 36. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not on the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. So when we're not walking in the Spirit, if, when we're not believing Christians or born-again Christians, we're under that wrath. 
keeping us in our place here. Then, we have verse 4. The God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Um, here, it's showing us that it's God's love toward us and not our love for God that, that is more important. Um, you can back that up also with uh, 1 John 4, 9 and 10. And this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be appropriation for our sins. And we go on to Verse, uh, verse 5, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved and uh, are being made alive and, and uh, being born again joins us with Christ and, jo and joins us with him in his resurrection. In verse 6, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I really like this verse because if because of our position in Christ, we're potentially in heaven on the throne with him right now because he's in us and we're in him. And then verse 7 that in the ages to come he might show us exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Jesus, through Christ Jesus. And here the church is to be eternal to demonstrate God's grace and that God's grace is going to be extended eternally. And... Uh, Okay, for by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. And uh, here Paul, he always says through faith. He doesn't say by faith, because you're not, you're not saved by faith, you're saved through faith. And uh, it's, it's God's grace, and, and the thing that... Oh, I'm going to run off into the next verse here. Uh, not of works, least any man should boast. That's verse 9. And it's like, when you don't earn your salvation. It's a free gift. Works is a fruit of salvation. God, yeah. I know many times I tried to work through, you know, my salvation. We all think we got to be a good person and we got to do all these good works we need to be sinless and I've seen people not go to the cross because 
they didn't think they were good enough. And it doesn't matter if you're good enough. It doesn't matter how simple you are. When you go to that cross and you ask Christ to forgive you, to come into your heart, and you give your life over to him, he gives it to you. It's it's just an absolute free gift. And at that moment, he comes to reside in you. And then your life takes a total turn. And uh, he, uh, he, te- he starts teaching you immediately. You know, um, I was shocked as I went along how God would come and, like an onion, peel away the layers, you know. Oh, you know, sins that I didn't even realize were, were sin, you know. And uh, even uh, how he dealt with my mind that, you know, where that sin was originating. You know, my mind's a terrible place. It's incredibly evil. It just comes up with all sorts of weird thoughts and things and uh, <laughs> things that I have to deal with, you know. And uh, lately God has been using my mind to, uh, and, and this wild imagination in it, and it, it kind of started out, it's like, well, put yourself in the place of these different people you read about in the Bible, you know, and so, you know, I put myself in their place, and there's no way I would behave in that way or go forward with the amount of faith that they went through. And uh, it, 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 it just come to, uh, to the point at one time, then I went to a concert, and uh, uh, I, I'm terrible with names of people. I don't uh, get into a lot of music and stuff, but I ended up at a concert, and it was a man who sings the song, Imagine. And anyway, and then I was in Revelations uh, studying, and, and I realized when the Lamb was before the throne of God as slain, which mean he, meant he had all his wounds from the cross on him, that he was beaten and, and torn down, that uh, when we went to hell... <laughs> And I imagine myself in heaven before this Christ uh, being whipped and crucified and unrecognizable. I couldn't look on him to know that my sinful nature had done this to another being. But then I imagined myself before the judgments of God, and I looked down, and here I'm in this white robe, totally forgiven and righteous before God because of the blood, because of that cross. And uh, I encourage everybody to come there. And uh, then... We, um, and this is all by grace. And uh, then in verse 10 here we come, for we are his workmanship, and also that can be translated masterpiece, um, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, 
which God hath before ordained that we should walk in. And here it's showing us from salvation that then we're walking in the light and uh, that we are to walk in the ways of God. And verse 10, <coughs> excuse me, is a total turnaround and in contrast to verse 2 where we were children of disobedience, that we're, we've, we've turned the path. Uh, one thing as a Christian and as a child of God is uh, we're not supposed to hang on to that just for ourselves. We're to share it, to take it forward, and to give other people the good news of the gospel, that they too can be saved, that they can get rid of these burdens, you know. And it's, you know, and it can be discouraging sometimes because we go forward and we think that we're there, that it's our job to save them. That's not our job. Our job is we are a messenger. We're to deliver the message. The Holy Spirit will convict them. The Holy Spirit will lead them. And we are just to go around and just share the message that God has for everybody. He wants to, everybody to hear the gospel. He invites all. And uh, one of the things that uh, is helpful is like the, the Roman road to go into Romans when you're talking to other people. Um, we had hoped to, you know, have a pass out of some things, but uh, I can, uh, the Roman road it is verse, uh, uh, you start out with um, um, that, uh, with uh, Romans, the first thing is to let, to show people that they need salvation and to show them their sinful nature. And uh, Romans 3.23, 3.10, And, uh, you know, and uh, to let them know what the cost of that sin is, Romans 6.23. Um, for them to understand how could Christ take your place and that you know that's Romans 5 8 also John three sixteen and Luke 23 34 will help in, with that point and uh, then they want you know then they if they want to know how to be saved go go to Romans 10 9 through 10 and uh, it's it's you know to repent well, Matthew four seventeen says, "Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand." Uh, and uh, let's see, I jotted down this Second uh, Corinthians seven ten. Worldly sorrow is more like, okay, um, that when people truly re to repent means to turn around, uh, to change direction. So if you're in sin and you turn direction to living a righteous life, that's a that's a a, a change of direction. But uh, and so, uh, but there there's a sorrow with our sin and uh, a worldly uh, so, there there's a godly sorrow and a worldly sorrow, and the 
Worldly sorrow is like a criminal who gets caught. He's sorry that he got caught, you know. Uh, but a godly sorrow, has, there's a deep remorse and a conviction that creates change in that life. And uh, it's the Holy Spirit that convicts. And, and, and John 16, 7 through 8 will uh, show you that. And uh, if they want to know if God heard them, Romans 10, 13, did he accept, and, and that he accepted them. And uh, Romans 10, 17 reminds us that faith comes by hearing. Uh, so to give away your faith, make sure that others hear about it. Thank you.